0: I definitely struggle with boundary setting. It's definitely not something I'm great at, but I also am like always working on it and I feel like I am getting a lot better. Well, I think it takes My boundary practice. now is that you can't sexually assault me. <laughs> Oh my god welcome back to episode three
1: three lucky number three lucky number
0: three yeah they
1: always say third time's a charm but if i'm being real i thought the first one and the second one went well so yeah
0: well me personally i have to like learn a lesson like 20 times minimum before i fucking get it
1: absolutely so episode 20 is gonna go
0: off (laughs) you guys just wait that shit is gonna go crazy it's gonna
1: go stupid (laughs)
0: stupid Stupid. crazy
1: No, but I'm actually, welcome back to another episode. We're so happy for the listeners who are continuing to listen to us every week. Like, this has been a lot of fun for us, and, like, thank you for enjoying the podcast. Yeah,
0: and any new listeners, welcome. We're happy to have you here.
1: Yes, always happy to have more people along with the Hot Girl Gang.
0: Okay, I have to tell you such a funny story that I haven't told you yet. Tell me. the story. Okay, so you know how lately I've just been like, oh, I can't stand men. Like, I've just been struggling so hard lately. As you should. (laughs) And I feel like when my energy is like that, it attracts them. Like, seriously. And so I wake up super fucking hungover. Like, so hungover where I'm like, I can't make myself food. I have to order food. When was this? This weekend. Okay. (laughs) This past weekend. (laughs) And so my food gets here, and I'm like going down to get it. I get my food, and I get back in the elevator, and some some guy, like, the elevator door is closing, and I fucking hold it so he can get in. First mistake, right there. Yeah, you did something I should nice. have fucking let it close. Yeah. <laughs> he's <gets> selfish. <laughs> he gets in the elevator, and I'm like, oh, what floor are you going to? He's like, three. And then, apparently, that was, like, an invite to let's have a conversation. I'm so hungover. I have my makeup on from last night, and I look like shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just went for an eight-mile run. I'm like, Cool. Congratulations. Since. Yeah. This man's talking my fucking ear off. I'm, like, dreading this elevator ride, right? Your head's pounding. Guess what happens? What? Fucking elevator breaks. <gasps> I'm not What? Kidding. We're in the elevator, the door closed, and the buttons are not working.
1: None of them? Like, the I, open button?
0: No. Oh, God. I'm starting to be very stressed out. I'm frantically pushing these buttons. <laughs> this guy is... Doesn't even fucking acknowledge the fact that the elevator is broken. He's just still talking my fucking ear off about running. Let's stop. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally, like, if we die, I hope it's quick because I can't stay this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no. So then finally the door opens, right? But the elevator's still stuck. And so I'm like, this guy's still talking to me. And I go, okay, well, I'm going to walk to the other elevator on the other side of the building. I start walking out. He's like, me too.
1: Like, no. Why would you tell him? That?
0: The- And so we walk over there together, we get in the fucking other elevator, and this guy says to me, he goes, before he gets off on the floor, he's like, hey, can I get your number? Would you want to go for a run sometime?
1: I'm actually dead.
0: I literally, I was like, sorry, I have a boyfriend, but I'm like looking at this guy, I'm like, so what gave you the idea that I would want to get up on a Saturday morning and go for a fucking eight mile run with you? With you. Nightmare. You'd have to have a gun to my head.
1: Yeah. First of all, all you have to have a gun to my head to run, period.
0: Period. Well, not me. I'll, like, do a little jog.
1: (laughs) But with you, was he cute? No. No. Oh, God. He was uggo. (laughs) Uggo. Also, I feel like there's something about being hungover and in an elevator with a closed door. I don't want to talk to people.
0: No. No.
1: Elevators are not, like, spaces where, like, I'm inviting you to talk to me.
0: Ridiculous. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to say that.
1: Sociopath.
0: sociopath. I hope I never see him again in my life. I don't know what I did to deserve getting stuck in an elevator with that motherfucker.
1: Some karmic energy.
0: Seriously. The universe
1: is testing you. That's like, you really hate men? Yeah. And you're like, yes. I, I really do, do, bitch. It's time to be a lesbian.
0: Okay. What's going on with you? With
1: me. Nothing as crazy as an elevator story, but she has a life update. Yes. Okay. So yesterday I did meet with... Dr. Jeffrey G. Mm-hmm. He is a Beverly Hills surgeon, facial surgeon Ooh. for my face. Yes. And it went super smooth, super yeah. exciting. This week I'm booking my surgery. Yes. And she's going to get her face done, bitches. She's getting the works. She's getting her chin, her nose, everything that <laughs> you can think of. And I think that one day I will like go into more detail about it. Like, my personal reasons behind wanting to get this surgery, but this is something that I have wanted for a really long time and I'm going to one of the best doctors in the country.
0: Okay. First of all, A, we love a Bevo Hills doctor. We
1: love a Bevo Hills doctor.
0: Slag. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> <Number laughs> do you wanna explain like what FFS is and yeah, what it entails? Yeah,
1: let me do that. So FFS is short or the abbreviation for facial feminization surgery. So basically, this is like um, like a string of surgeries that you can perform on a trans woman, usually going from male to female, that kind of just feminizes the face even more. Hormones take you to a certain level, but hormones don't change the bones, as we all know. So this just kind of goes in and tweaks the things that hormones just couldn't do on their own. And I am so fortunate to work for a company that um, is going to pay for the whole thing. So $89,000.
0: Shut the fuck up!
1: Is the quote?
0: Oh my god! Shut the fuck up! Yeah,
1: that's the quote, and that's not how much I'm paying. I will pay for just the anesthesia.
0: Oh my fucking god! Yeah. Okay, so what does FFS entail? What are the? You don't have to say exactly what you're getting done, but like, what can you get done with FFS?
1: So you can get a lot of things done. You can get um, like rhinoplasty. There's a genioplasty, which is like specifically targeting the chin of just moves it back, makes it more, like, a, like, come to a point rather than be so square. Some people can get, like, jaw, like, osteotomies yeah. where they get bones, like, contoured in the jawline. Um, hairline lowerings, you can get, you know, eyebrow raises. You can get um, different surgeries with the eyes. The tracheal shave. Yes. That's a big one. Lip lifts. Um, it really depends on, like, what your own face is like and what... Your specific goals are so. I have my own specific goals with that. Um, my my real goal is just to like look natural, and look fish, <laughs> like girl, I want to look fishy. I know that's what you always say.
0: You're candy. like I want that alien look. I want yeah. that alien look.
1: Um, I think that it's gonna be like a less subtle because there was a time period. <laughs> I I kind of oh, wanted to get. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is. I have really good friends for clocking me on this, but when I was originally going in before my consultation, I was like, I'm gonna get cheek implants
0: fucking no cheek implants look insane cheek implants when I think cheek implants which I'm sure that people who have good ones you don't know but I yeah. think like Lil Kim like you yeah. know our fucking cheek implants they're insane
1: yes and that's probably how I'd look yeah so also I don't I feel like I don't need them he you said don't.
0: that's what we all told you we're like you have high cheekbones. bones it's yeah. literally the last thing you need
1: the doctor he it was so sweet like I got on the call and he was like yeah, I'm actually like, I had to like do a double take when I got on the call. Like, I thought that I might have had like the wrong consultation. I was like, okay,
0: okay. You're trying to fuck?
1: He's hot, so.
0: Ooh, I love a hot pebble yeah.
1: Dr. Jimmy if you hear this.
0: Thanks, Daddy. I'm at a sexy plastic, plastic, <laughs> plastic, plastic surgery bachelor party here in Austin. That was one of my favorite nights. And I think I might have this guy. He's a surgeon? Give me some quirks, yeah. Yeah. But is it, like, is that sketchy? If I'm like, yeah, I met my plastic surgeon at a bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as he does good work, girl. He
0: does, baby, he does. I'll like suck a
1: dick for a nose job.
0: <laughs> I would suck a dick for a nose job any day of the week.
1: I'd suck a dick for a lot less, so. <laughs>
0: okay, I want to talk about something else that's on the LGBTQ community. Yes, give it to us, queerbies. It's beef. your girl, your girl, Jojo Siwa. Okay. Okay, yeah. I love her. <laughs> I want to play, this is JoJo Siwa talking for context, she did not get invited to the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, and this was the video she put out about it. A lot of you have been asking me why I'm not at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards tonight, and the answer is very simple. I wasn't invited. I'm not sure why. (laughs) first of all that's really sad that's so sad the music she put with it though is fucking hilarious it is sending me it's sending me and I do want to say fuck Nickelodeon if they're actually homophobic that shit's so whack but like JoJo did come out like months ago so I do think that Nickelodeon is bad haircut phobic yeah
1: (laughs) here's the thing I feel like (laughs) they took her at face value when she said like she came out originally but it's like, oh, she still has like the high pony, the long hair. She, she cut hair it, and they're, and they're like, said, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, they called her a slur. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're dead wrong for that. Like JoJo Siwa is like, I mean, I don't have, I don't have anyone young enough in my life that like is a stand, but she's big. Like, she's big. She's big. she's, she's big. big. she's big.
0: Kids love JoJo Siwa. Like
1: she's in her bag. I know Kim Kardashian and all like the rappers. They're like paying her. Hella money, so that they'll come and do a birthday party for her.
0: Exactly.
1: Or she'll do a birthday party for them.
0: Fuck Nickelodeon. Fuck Nickelodeon. Yeah, That's just fuck Nickelodeon. Like, fuck Nickelodeon. Also, fuck Nickelodeon. Also,
1: when it came out that like the Nickelodeon CEO or whoever was like really into feet, kind of weird. Yes. Yeah. Oh all
0: the iCarly drama. Yeah,
1: or like Ariana Grande like jacking yes. off a cucumber with the free, Like that was weird.
0: That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. Like we can Period. all like
1: objectively look back at that and say that was fucking weird.
0: Okay. The other thing that's been going on
1: in oh the news lately. So I have been like following this a little bit, but it's like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing is crazy to me.
0: Crazy. Okay,
1: so for a little bit of context for everyone who's listening right now, Johnny Depp is suing actress Amber Heard for $50 million, claiming she wrote or claiming she wrote a 2018 opinion piece about him that was like defamation and like called him like a wife beater. A wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. So basically basically she was accusing him of domestic violence. Well it turns out like a lot of shit came out where like she was the one who was actually like domestically like abusing him.
0: She's a husband beater. She's
1: a husband beater. She is one crazy bitch.
0: Okay. So like obviously like we are on any like we're never on the abuse abuser side. We're on Johnny Depp's side for this yes. and nothing we say is like taking away from that but we do just have to have a little chuckle at the fucking details of this shit. This bitch is fucking crazy. She's batshit. Okay, my I didn't even know your thing that you told <laughs> me, but my thing that I read that she threw a vodka bottle at Johnny Depp and it crushed the bones in his finger and literally cut the tip of one of his fingers off.
1: She deserves prison.
0: Prison. No,
1: she deserves death. <laughs>
0: a motherfucker cuts the tip of my finger off It's prison rules. We're fighting to death.
1: Here's where she goes to prison for life for the next thing.
0: Okay, right.
1: She literally, (laughs) she shits in his bed. Like, she takes a full on (laughs) fucking shit in his bed. And I love that I read this article about the Hollywood Reporter was like, Amber Hood shit in, the, in Johnny Depp's bed and it's hit the final straw for the marriage. I'm like, oh, that's the final straw?
0: That was the final straw.
1: Oh my god. The shit that broke the gang's
0: back. Yeah. Shit you guys not.
1: You can't make this shit up.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. Zinger. Zinger. Yes. No, so I feel so fucking bad for Johnny Depp, but I am like, I'm glad that he has the platform and the chance to tell his story and, like, yeah. get these facts straight.
1: I would. I do see, like, this kind of, like, double standard. Like, the fact that Amber Heard is able to continue to make, like, the Aquaman movie, I think is kind of awful.
0: Cancel Aquaman.
1: Cancel Aquaman. Like, first of all, didn't see the first one. Boring. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck Nickelodeon. Fuck, fuck Aquaman. Aquaman.
1: Fuck Amber Heard. Fuck Amber Heard. She's at the top of our shit list this week, Okay. She is. She
0: is. Actually, generally <laughs> on the shit list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she is the Hall of Famer
0: yeah. in the
1: shit list.
0: We do have to give a little preface for our next two topics, so, Louise, you want to take that away?
1: Yeah, I think that last week we had a lot of fun talking about some other things, but this week we're going to get into a little bit more serious topics, but... The main thing I want to do is have a little bit of a trigger warning. There will be topics around sexual harassment, yeah. um, some type of violence, and also, like, homophobia, slurs. So if these things make you uncomfortable, you know, we want you to protect yourself. Just be mindful that these things are going to be brought up. Um, because I think they're important topics
0: to talk about. Yeah. We're not going to go, like, heavy with anything. No. It's just, like, genuinely, like... These things happen to us, and they're our experience, and we want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, and like the topic that this week that we're doing is not specifically about these things, but I think that in our case and in our experience, these things popped up during our life when we were working on ourselves still, so.
0: Right. Okay, so I want to get into it where it's like, I want this chill girl persona to die. Yeah. And I'm like the number one person who used to be like this. Like, that was me. And it's, like... The chill girl. Yeah, like, I was the chill girl. And then it's, like, looking back, it's, like, was I chill or did I just not have any boundaries or values?
1: Yeah, a chill girl, like, a define. Like, what do you mean when you mean chill girl?
0: So, when I'm talking about this chill girl persona, I mean, like, not, like, somebody's attitude, how they are about life. Like, I consider myself, like, a chilled out person. Yeah. But, like, I mean this girl that is so hell-bent on all, like, it's mostly, like male attention, like, mm. guys liking her, that she is willing to overlook stuff. Yes. Overlook when guys are being weird, her friends maybe have done, like, shitty stuff, maybe you're in a situation where somebody needs to speak up, and you're not going to speak up because you want to be the chill girl. Like the pick-me. Right. Yeah. It's like a version of the pick-me, like the chill girl.
1: It's not so in-your-face as a pick-me, it's more like, I'm going to let things slide. Yes, yes. exactly. okay, I'm, I'm here with it.
0: No, I-, I feel like, okay we can talk about this in like our perspectives but I do want to make this point that like I think guys are the biggest victims of the chill girl complex because guys overlook shit that their friends do all like the it's their time. Time. Yeah. yeah,
1: They do it all the time.
0: And they don't want to be the odd one out. They don't want to be like, like if their guy has done something to a girl that has made her uncomfortable they're going to overlook that because they're going to be they want to be chill they want to be homies they want to be friends they don't want to be the guy that's causing problems, and making conflict.
1: Do you think that this has something to do with how men are less inclined to actively, like, talk about, like, real shit? Yeah. Like, because I feel like at least women have spaces where we can open up to each other. We can really get vulnerable. We can really, like, get emotional with each other. But, like, I feel like men don't have those spaces.
0: No, absolutely not. They don't.
1: So it breeds these guys who are just willing to, like, overlook, like the bullshit that they do or, like, the ways that they're hurting people. Yeah, okay. So how did you, like, show up as, like, a chill girl? Like, what are, like, some specific, like, ways?
0: I feel like back in college, specifically, I can think of times where guys have done things to make me uncomfortable, but they've been part of a friend group that I wanted to be in and I wanted to be cool with. Mm -hmm. Like, say, like, a frat. Yeah. That's the example I can give. Like, a frat that... They're cool. They throw sick parties. I wanted to be in that. I wanted to be a part of that. So I would overlook these things that these guys did to me. Like one specific example I can think of is in college, I was giving this guy a ride home, like totally friendly, totally platonic. He invites me and he's like, oh, thanks for the ride. Like, do you want to like smoke a bowl real quick? I'm like, sure. Go in. this man (laughs) like shoves me against a wall and is trying to hook up with me. I'm like so freaked out, so scared. I managed to get out and leave without anything like worse happening but I never told anyone because I knew the second I said it my reputation in that frat is dead Yeah. and I wanted to be chill, cool and like fun
1: I think that's so scary like it's so sad that girls like like I think that it is in part our responsibility as like people to own up to the things that we do But also it's like, you were put in like a power position. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to come out and say like, he could totally come back and swing the other way and make up like a totally fabricated story. Exactly. And he has like frat brothers to back him up. Exactly. So it puts you in like this kind of like checkmate situation.
0: Right. And like, obviously we would never advocate for like doing something that would put you in harm's way. But it's like, this is the whole point. Like, death to the fucking chill persona. Like, it doesn't even have to be girl. Like death to this persona where like you're so afraid of like what people are going to think of you that you just are like chill enough to let people like assault you yeah
1: and you don't stand up for yourself right yeah no I mean I can totally relate to that before I transitioned you know I was living as a gay man so completely removed from what it meant to be a gay man you know I think that I had a lot of internalized homophobia, and, I mean, what it really was deep down was, like, the inability to admit my trans identity. And so I think I had an internal transphobia, but that's another story completely. <laughs> <laughs> but this, like, specific example that I can think of back in high school, this is such an awful story. Like, it honestly makes me sad. It's really funny to, like, look back on it, or kind of funny. It's kind of sad, it's though. It's funny, pretty. <laughs> but it's sad. It's funny, but, like, on the bigger scale, it's kind of sad. So, I was what I considered the token gay in you high school. Are, yeah. I was, yeah. That's
0: literally a thing. Like, it is
1: a thing. It's a thing. And I specifically put myself in these situations that I would be the token gay. I loved it. For me, I think it was like a very, like, um, survival mechanism. It's like, if yeah. I'm not going to be, like, liked by everyone, then I'm going to be, like, hated by everyone. Right. So, I was the token gay in a lot of circles. But I had this one guy friend specifically. And I remember we used to like sit on the back patio of one of my friend's house and we used to smoke. And it came up in like one of those chill smoke sessions that he called me a faggot. And he basically asked like, and, and I, I, I don't know how it went down, but he was basically like, can I call you that? And I was like, sure. Like, you know, like bat my eyelashes and was like, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. We were at a party. It was a big party. Me and him both happened to be there. Well, he calls me over, and he's like, hey, dead name, come over here. Um, And he's, like, surrounded by a bunch of other guys, and he's like, y'all, watch this. Um, And he was like, you're my faggot, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm the only one that gets to call you that, right? And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. See, that's why it's, like, funny, but it's also, like, really fucked up.
0: It's just, like, that shit where it's, like, this stuff doesn't affect you so hard in the moment, it, at least for me personally. From totally. my perspective, It's like looking back on what I allowed hurts me.
1: Yes. And I think that what really hurts me is it's not even, it's what I allowed, but it didn't just hurt me. You know, that hurts every other gay person out there because yeah. I just gave this one cis white dude the okay to say that word. Yeah. And to think that that's okay. You know what I mean? Because to you, like, like to your face, like to charity, my face. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I like. I look back now, and I like after doing so much internal work, I realized that, like, I didn't. Like I'm so much more than that. You know, I never deserved to be called that. Like, it just like I lacked so much self worth that I was like, yeah, call me a slayer.
0: Yeah, like if you're gonna like me and accept me, like do whatever, the do whatever, fuck you whatever the fuck you, fuck you want. Like, like, that's like, the chill girl. Yeah,
1: I was literally fishing of reasons for people to like me at that point which is like so going against like what it means to love yourself and to like live an authentic life
0: yeah and I feel like me and you both are like still working through this and like getting rid of this but I do feel like at least me I've made like leaps and bounds in this situation and I do have like a similar situation that happened to me recently where like a guy did make me like very uncomfortable like physically touching me that made me very very uncomfortable I was I hated it. Like, I knew what happened and he ended up reaching out to me because he had heard through his friends that I was, like, telling people. And he reached out to me and basically was like, why are you saying this? Like, we're friends, we're homies, like, what are you talking about? And like, every bone in my body, I'm so anti-conflict, I wanted to just drop it. Yeah. No. I texted this motherfucker back and I said, you did this, this, and this, it made me very uncomfortable we're not friends and we're not homies please do not ever talk to me again good for you oh my
1: god snaps snaps, snaps and for the girls. it felt
0: so good yeah and it's like the kicker so the first story and the second story I just told those two are in the same friend group stop they were in the same frat in college because them and all their fucking friends have chill girl personas where everybody's out fucking sexually assaulting so <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, it's a culture, like, it's, like, seriously, like, you probably couldn't count how many times these, this one frat has fucking sexually assaulted girls. And that's
1: why this is, like, what we mean when we say toxic masculinity. Like, y'all are so bent up about whether your homies are gonna like you or not, that you guys let them hurt women. Yeah, you let your friends be creepy
0: towards girls. Yeah,
1: or put them in danger, or, like, do worse.
0: But yeah, that's, like, my number one thing that I've worked on like my advice is like stand up for yourself like your true friends will always stand by you and if you stand up for yourself and like tell the truth about something that happened and these people don't believe you have backlash or gaslighting you fuck them yeah get them the fuck out of here anyway like absolutely fuck them it's so much better to be lonely than be surrounded by people that don't like you and don't want you to like, speak your truth.
1: Absolutely, like, I think that's one of the things that I wanted, like, you know, like, creating a more, or like, being more authentic in life, like, I think one of the biggest things is knowing who to have in your circle, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think about, like, whenever I think about, like, building my circle, I think of it in terms of, like, this, like, target. So, like, I have my inner circle, right? right. These are, like, my core people. These are the people that, like, I ride or die with. Like, I fuck with them. I tell them, Chet, like, this is the most important part about this inner circle, is that these people know things about me. I'm able to get open and authentic and vulnerable with them. Like, I consider you in my inner circle. You know, obviously, like, my two roommates here, and I have some other people here, and I have some people from back home that I would consider my inner circle still. Very few. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but those people are so important. And then I have my outer circle. Like, these are friends. These are acquaintances. If I go back home, I'll, like... Catch up with these people, you know, give us a quick FaceTime or like the people I go out with and see out here in Austin. You know what I mean? Yep. They're not people who know like a lot about me, um, but they know me. They know what I'm up to. They know what I do. Yeah. (laughs) And then the outer, outer circle, that's like the no man's land. Those are like, yeah, just like acquaintances, just like passers-by, people I like follow on Instagram or whatever, but like we really don't know a lot about each other.
0: Yeah. And you're like, your close friends are so important. And like you really should um, I know like when I graduated college I definitely went through a phase where I felt pretty lonely because mm-hmm. I think my friends in college were party friends yes they were a good time and they were, say not, it again. they were not good friends yeah. they were a good time and they were not good friends and it took me a long time to like find friends who I really love and cherish and can tell anything to you and like It's just so important, and I really think that, like, looking at your friendships and starting to pull away from these and, like, get closer with people who actually support you is one of the most beneficial things you can do for yourself and your mental health.
1: I agree. No, I think that one of the biggest things for me is, like, I had a lot of, like, choker personas friends. You know what I mean? It's like... And I consider them, like, yes men. You know what I mean? Just people who will, like, pat your back or whatever, you know? Never – they're afraid to confront you. Yeah. And what I found is that, like, friendships – like, the deepest friendships that I have today, they're people who, like, I trust will, like, clock me. Right. Like, when I'm doing some crazy shit, you know? Like, so the other day, me and my roommate, we were just talking and – or I have a lot of shit that I have to get done, right? So, like, I have, like, flights to book. I have my taxes that I need to get done. All these things that I put on the back burner – And, like, my roommate, actually, like, who I consider, like, one of my best friends, actually tells me, like, you know, when you put these things off, like, it, like, worries me. Like, you always are so stressed. And, like, that's a good friend. Someone who's willing to be, like, you put things off to the last minute, and you cause stress for yourself, and it causes stress for the rest of us. Yeah. And I'm not able to see that all the time. I'm not able to see... You know, I'm just going with Mm -hmm. the flow. I'm going with my crazy brain and, like, trying to do the best I can. Mm -hmm. It takes, like, a really good friend to call you out on your shit. Yeah. And I trust the friends that I have today to actually do that. And I, like, listen to them because I have put my trust in them.
0: Yeah. That's why I feel, too. And, like, we'll always stress the importance of, like, setting your own boundaries. And, like, setting your boundaries with, like, anyone. Your family, your friends, your romantic relationships. You should have boundaries. Boundaries. If you don't have boundaries... You're not a chill girl. No. You're just letting people walk all over you. You're a doormat. You're a doormat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, you're not chill. You're a doormat. And I used to be like that. Like, no shame to the people who are like, oh, fuck, that's me. Like, that used to be me, too. Yeah. But it's like, you also have to respect...
1: Others' boundaries. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Like, you have to be receptive to other people's boundaries as well.
1: What are, like, what is a boundary you have currently?
0: One, I have with my friends that was really hard for me to set because... I love my friends is like I love like thrifting and I love designer clothes and I care about my clothes in my closet so much and I used to just let people borrow whatever and that's like one boundary I've set where I'm like, for me, I just don't like people borrowing my clothes. Period. Yeah. And that was like hard, even though it's stupid, Mm -hmm. like it was hard for me to set. What about you? I think a big boundary that
1: I have is that I need time and personal space to just, like, recoup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I love hanging out with friends, and, like, I'm always down for, like, a hangout, but, like, I seriously, if I do not have personal downtime, I'll go crazy. Like, I actually, I think I show up worse in my relationships when I don't have, like, that personal time to just be by myself. Also, like, because of, like, the growth that I have done and just, like, being out in Austin by myself, I found that, like, I genuinely enjoy spending time by myself.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So, like, I need that recharge. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely need, like, that social interaction, Mm -hmm. too, equally as much. Because if I don't have that, then I'm also fucked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely struggle with boundary setting. It's definitely not something I'm great at. But I also am, like, always working on it. And I feel like I am getting a lot better. Well, I think it takes practice. My boundary now is that you can't sexually assault me (laughs)
1: If it wasn't clear before, I don't want you sticking your finger
0: there. That's my number one boundary.
1: (laughs) My number one boundary is don't call me a slur. Alrighty, y'all. So I think that that kind of wraps up everything that we wanted to talk about in terms of, like, the, the chill girl persona and, like, moving from that to be, like, more authentic living. Um, if y'all have anything, like, any boundaries that you personally like and you want to share those with us, like, we're always open, just any ways to, like, better yourself or whatever steps you're taking, Yeah, we're always interested.
0: I would also love to hear if anyone's a reborn chill girl that they've, like, gone through this transformation, too, where they look back and they're like, what the fuck was I thinking?
1: Yes. I feel like we've all been there.
0: We have. We've all been there. Like, that's a thing. It is a thing. Okay, well... I think we're going to get into some song racks. Yes,
1: our favorite part of the week. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm super excited for this week. I think that, so this week we kind of went with, like, throwback diva queen pop anthems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, give me yours.
1: Okay, mine, okay, I don't know why, but she just came back into the stream lately and I've been fucking loving Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga. Gaga. Like,
0: I, Gaga.
1: I am a Gaga stan to the end of this world, but this song, I honestly think it's her most underrated song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, my songwreck is Disco Tits by Tavlo.
1: God, I love Tavlo.
0: Me too. She, I love that song too. It's like so wild. Yeah. Like some of the shit she says, you're like, wait, what? But I love it.
1: <gasps> that, is, that, that era of music is like... Yeah. Very hot girl fives. Yeah, yes. it is like very It's hot very girl Bimbo, vibes. like low rise yes. jeans. It was they were ahead of their
0: time. They were. <laughs> I don't know why we can't fucking stop laughing right now. Please <laughs> rate us five stars. I don't care if you don't like it, rate us five stars. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And subscribe. And then follow us on all our socials.
1: On Twitter, it's at Hot Girls Cry 2. Instagram is also at Hot Girls Cry 2. And then you can follow us on our TikTok, which is at Hot Girls Cry 2 Podcast. That's once again, yeah. at Hot Girls Cry 2 with a podcast at the end.
0: For TikTok, you guys better not mix shit up.
1: Don't mix it up. Get your facts straight, okay? All
0: right, bitches, Hot Girls. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>